Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. I tried. Oh boy. I'm going to bring in Son of Bill. Son of Bill. Bill Belichick? Son of Bill. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. All right, What's long up? Time, long time listener, first time caller. Let me uh, leave the room because my daughter is uh, watching Sister Sister. <laughs> How's it going, guys? So that, that is son of Bill. So it's son of Bill Walsh and also son of Bill Russell. So I'm just the son of Bill, guys. That's okay. Good. All right, I well, just had a two. I heard two comments. I heard you guys talking about uh, James Young earlier uh, being uh, what uh, doing four years in the summer league. So I just remember fondly i don't know how far you guys go back john will probably remember a guy named chris clack yeah i think he's got the all-time record of longest summer league without actually making the team so chris <laughs> clack went from, i think like moody's bible college all the way up to orlando and then when we started doing the stuff out in utah and he never got a shot so i thought i'd throw a little uh, chris clack remembrance out there dude and then love the love the obscure references <laughs> no absolutely problem. Not a problem. And uh, the second thing is, uh, you guys talking about trading and he, Jalen Chris Brown. Clack wasn't that long ago, right? We're talking like late 90s, right? Yeah, I mean, Chris Clack yeah. was a Texas Tech, so probably mid to late 90s. I mean, probably yeah. right after I got out of uh, high school, so probably about 95, 96, around that time, where right. he was he was a second-round pick, and he just could never make the team. And I just remember every summer, it's like, God, Chris Clack is back again. Jesus, he's back again. It was like five <laughs> years in a row. Like, I mean, if they're playing at the DM, I get it. But just also really quick about the trade of uh, Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. I think Ben Simmons is super talented. I I like his skill set. It's very similar to Lonzo Ball. The problem with Ben Simmons is I can't trade Jalen Brown, who's a guy who's gotten better every year he's been in the league, for Ben Simmons, for a guy who basically is the same guy he was at LSU. And if we look back at his attitude kind of at LSU, he came in his first year, he kind of bailed on the team midway through. Those guys didn't even make the NIT, and he pretty much kind of spent his entire freshman year making a documentary about the fact that he hated going to college. So for me, his attitude never, you know, jived with someone who's going to really, really work hard. That's been a thing, too. uh, um, From – that was the first knock, and yet people always try to take down – Got, you know, he was the consensus mm-hmm. number one pick. So the knock there was, does he love basketball? Is he willing to work? Some people aren't sure about that. But I've heard that stuff in the off seasons too, that like they're not sure he's spending any time trying to improve. And that definitely is a thing that worries you because like, you know, we joke about this too. They, these guys go to the Y one day, they have somebody grab their phone, they shoot them, they throw it on Instagram, and they're like, oh, look, Ben Simmons is working yeah. on his three. And then this <laughs> false narrative starts in the gym. Yeah. Like, exactly. look at this. It's the same oh, thing every year with him. Every that, year. And everyone's like, oh, shit, get ready for this. And then it's the same shit. He comes out there and he won't even shoot one. So I don't know that he's ever putting in work. That is worrisome too. I think that's a third one 
to go along with Jimmy's money and my absolute fear of the that he won't that he won't shoot at all, which is just flat out dereliction of responsibility. He won't do the thing his coaches are asking. So there are quite a few flags with Simmons. Yeah, and that's just my biggest issue with making that trade. It's like I understand it may be a point where we may have to trade Jalen for a Bradley Bill or something, but Ben Simmons has not shown that love that Jalen Brown has shown. So I, I, I can't trade a guy who's getting better every year and shows he works for a guy who just kind of seems like he's happy to be here, you, you know, and, and he feels like yeah. he's kind of made it. So, you know, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Great stuff. Love you guys. Jimmy, you the man. John, you the man. Bobby, hell yeah. love you. Joe Sway, I don't know where the hell you at. I don't know where you be at. I'm here. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Hey, first, Thank you, first man. off, son of Bill, uh, awesome energy, and I'm so glad you finally did jump on and join us. If you've been listening to this whole time, oh yeah, uh, yeah man. So, so bring bring it again, please, for sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's good stuff. Josue, uh, Josue's got lives with. I think he lives with a barber. His line, his lineup is always like his hair is always like exactly on point. Like he Josue, must get his yeah. hair cut like weekly. Josue, what is it? Is it three weeks for you? Three weeks, yo. I'm in there every. No chance. I say seven to ten days. Yeah, almost two weeks. It's it's that it's that frequent. You know, actually, in the off season, I it, it, I dial it down a bit, but yeah, yeah. To I Bob, I mean, to what to what Jimmy weeks. just said. Yeah, yeah. During the season, every seven to ten days. Yeah. Damn, dude. I'm 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 bad with it. I go like six weeks, seven weeks sometimes, dude. Yeah. You can Do tell. You? you can tell. So if you go back to some of our videos, it's like I, I would have like, guessed I, once a month. I'll be something. looking at it like, all right, I I need to get a haircut. I need to get a haircut. Like, I, uh, how, are you, how are you feeling during the pandemic, Joe Sweat? Oh man, that's the longest you ever see my head. I took a couple selfies just so I could remember it. <laughs> I went. I went three months. I went three months without cutting my. Hair. I had never gone that long. Are you? Serious? I figured that you would have like your barber's number and be like, "Yo, bro, like, can I just like?" No, man. Barber's. Like, you especially up? at that like, time, <laughs> bro. At that time, barbers spooked me out, man. Do you remember? Like, you know, people. Were, oh yeah. There were some barbers that were passing away and stuff. I was just like, oh man. No, I. I. I, I was my, spooked. My my lady uh, would would meet me outside the shop, um, and and, oh, and do yeah. it. Which was great. So we'd set up. We'd set, she'd set up a chair outside for me. Which was, uh, yeah. I still went a few months, but you know, when uh, that, that you know, I had that setup going for a while, which was pretty good. Yeah, back in my yeah, like college setup. years, I was doing it like once a month, man. Like cutting my hair. So that yeah. was the longest I see my head since like yeah. college years. Um, it yeah. changed the title of this show to, uh, to <laughs> something haircut related. Haircut. Uh, so the barber yeah. logo. The Simmons thing is so it's so fun to talk about, but again, you know, if you put me or Jimmy on the spot, we'd say, "Would you make that trade?" I think it, both of us. I are get a no. your premise, John. Yeah, but the but the premise was like, let's not pretend that this is not a conversation you could no, have. I mean, if you realistically look a year ago, the Rockets would have been thrilled to get him for James thrilled, Harden. Thrilled. Um, but it's not right for the Celtics. It's not buying low. This is what Tom didn't get. It's not buying low if you're trading Jalen Brown for him. That's the most you can pay possible if you're Boston. So but let me add, no, that is let me buying low. Simmons' stock will never be lower than it is right, right now. And, and, so and why do you need to trade I, Brown? That's what I tweeted to or tweeted. That's what I texted you guys. It was like the only reason the question was even asked is because Jalen Brown had his best season and Simmons had his worst. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't even be asking like the Sixers wouldn't be entertaining trades like that and let me ask you guys one other question anyone in the anyone in the chat can can answer as well 
would anyone be surprised if Simmons has a better season next year and like that trade isn't even an option after this year? I mean, really, would would that be is that that crazy of won't of be a thought? Fine, they, wherever it is. I mean, I mean, is that really that crazy? Without that, Ben Simmons can't be the Ben Simmons that you know. I think it's going to have to be in a Houston, Orlando, Sacramento. I can't see him on a. I don't know how you just. I don't know how Bobby has just cast Simmons into NBA purgatory, which right. is to say, the only place he can exist now is in some you know shit franchise. Like, I, I don't know that that's what. First off, those teams aren't the ones who are going to trade for Simmons. That's just not. There's right. no. You, you, why would you go? Why would Orlando trade for Ben Simmons? It makes no sense. Like that's not who you are right now. You're not trying to overspend and give up all of your assets that you've been building and younger assets for a star for one. Yeah, I know. Star. <laughs> and Orlando's already uh, thriving off the Markel Fultz thing that didn't work in Philly. Yeah, they're not doing that. Again, I just wrote this. He just needs to be a serviceable shooter. He's so good at everything else where if you can get him to 16 to 18 points a game and he's not a liability completely, I mean, I, I think you've, you've got a walking triple-double any single night. So, I yeah. mean, there's definitely a value I don't, there. It's just, again, it's, I don't it's, think there it's, can it's, be other stars. I don't think the stakes can be high. And if a team's tight on money... Yeah, it's not easy to slide that thirty million dollars in there, and I think that's the biggest issue for Boston. And if uh, you acquired him, he'd probably be out on deal. I would think. Hey, um, well, yes. let's wait, let's get through some more callers. We got a few people here uh, requesting to speak. I haven't seen before, so I want to welcome in. Uh, uh, well, well, before I do, um, if you are new to the room, um, if we do put you up on the stage, uh, just mute yourself until we call for you. Um, just so we don't hear a background noise. Um, we've got Ronald up there right now. What's up, Ronald? Hey, what's up, fellas? How goes? What's up? So I just had a quick question. So um, what do you guys think um, that Simmons has that Brown doesn't have? And why do you think Brown can't gain those skills faster than Simmons when he's shown us pretty much since we had him rookie year, he's pretty much got better every single year? If it's defense... I think what if Brown becomes a lockdown shooting guard? It does not does not make him also a little more attractive than Simmons. You know what I mean? So I feel like even that now with center, it's not really you, you're not gonna put Simmons at center, you know. So it's a little strange to me that you would want to trade for a guy who would make your team a lot more not dynamic in, in my sense because. How are you going to, you know, the paint being clogged with Jason Tatum? This was the problem all, all season. So to bring a guy that's going to compound the problem rather than relieve it, I don't think it's going to work. And I don't, I don't think Simmons will develop quick enough in comparison to Brown to make the trade. Uh, okay. I, I, I just think it's that. Jim, Jim. Well, I was yeah. going to say, if this ever were to happen, like, I, I think the Celtics bring him in and it's already established that he is who he is, right? You're not going to say, okay, now you have to take a leap. You're not going to add extra pressure in Boston, in another city, you know, title town. Like, he's not, he's going to fold underneath that, right? Like, I mean, that's what, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, it hasn't happened for the Celtics much, much <laughs> Rest lately. In but, peace. Rest in but, peace, you know, title town. Like, the pressure, uh, you know, from Philly to Boston, there's not that much of a difference. And, and if anything, it might be even worse because the pressure is, is, is doubled. Yeah, the pressure is doubled 
because it's like, oh, wait, now you have to make this work because boss is counting on you. Like, if, if that were to happen, it's because they're they're in a situation where they're saying, look, we want you to be who you are and be a top-notch defender and distribute the ball to Tatum and Brown. I mean, I think that's the only way the Celtics would even consider this. If, you, if you're putting him with those two guys and if you're – and if you're cutting that contract in half, like that's the only well, way. I mean, you see, the double teams are gonna come for Tatum and what? Kick it out to him and boink, boink, boink. You know what I mean? So, well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why. That's why Brown has to be the other person. So you, you have you have Brown and Tatum, one of those guys. Here's the counter, okay? And it doesn't mean Simmons makes it better necessarily because he might not. All of those problems are real that you mentioned. If you want to talk about what's he do, Simmons is legitimately elite. Elite defender, I think the best def- the best defensive player in the NBA. I don't mm-hmm. you take take Rudy Gobert in your analytics, and you can shove him. I don't give a shit. I rather have a guy who can defend the perimeter or multiple positions. I think that's more valuable than a than a help side defender. Um, and, and again, Gobert had a statistically phenomenal year. I'll take Simmons any day. It's not even close for me. Uh, number two, he's an elite finisher. He's an elite playmaker. I mean, truthfully, he the playmaking you'd like to see it actually at, a, at an even higher level than it is. Um, and he can play multiple positions. So, but he's elite at several things. Brown right now is a very good scorer. Um, I don't know that he's close to elite at anything else. The other problem, the other knock on Brown, and again, this isn't why Brown works for Simmons, but this is why another star not named Brown could theoretically work for the Celtics is right now with him and Tatum, you just have a my ball, my ball, your ball dynamic because Brown is a tunnel vision guy. He's not a playmaker. He never will be, I don't think. That's a thing I don't think he's going to develop. Um, so that's I what you've got. Like, yeah. You've got another – you have another scorer. You're right, by the way. If he became a lockdown defender and a legit two-way guy, as many people thought he was earlier in his career or were hoping that he would be, it's a different story. I don't know that he is because we – you know, the, when you become one of those scoring type guys, you have to conserve energy somewhere, and it looks like Brown decided to save it on the defensive end. Uh, hey, I mean, la- that's why we year. just paid this new coach, right? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, but uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, you know, yeah, ultimately, you you have to sacrifice some things in your career at a certain point, and I just don't think the Celtics' young stars are there yet, where you're going to start giving up buckets to play you know, lockdown defense, that's something you start to do. Like you saw what the big three did with the Celtics in 2008. Everyone gave up a little bit of their stats for the greater good um, and was willing to do the things that needed to get done to win. I don't know that Tatum and Brown are there yet. I think they're they kind of – I'm not saying they're selfish, but they want the ball and they Why want not to bring score. someone they in like Russ establish then. themselves. He, he makes that bad shot. I mean, shot that's crazy. He's like a yeah. triple double, just like the same the same yeah. way. He just can't can't do one through five. Uh, I, Who Russell Westbrook? Yeah, he said. But we asked we we had Kendrick Perkins on the show a couple months ago, and I asked him point blank, "What about Russell Westbrook?" And he said that would, he would be an awful fit in Boston. I forget exactly why he said it, but he kind of brushed it aside right away. Now, to your point, if Jalen Brown were to get improve in all those other areas then, yeah, of course, he would be a more attractive player because of the offensive ability he has and the less money he's making. But I think to what John just said is, you know, Simmons is an absolutely elite defender. Jalen Brown is nowhere near that. And, in fact, I think everyone who watched the Celtics this year would say that, he, he, you know, as much as he improved overall, there was a lot of games where everyone on that Celtics team was below what they're capable of defensively. Um, he's not a great passer. I mean, rarely, rarely – 
does he make any pass that makes you go, wow, like nice pass. He's just not that. It's not. It's not what he thinks when he's got the ball in his hand. He's 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 a. Uh, how do I? Right, get... and he he's not. He improved ball handling, but mostly because he was so 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 bad at it. So. Uh, is he a better ball handler? Yes. Is he anywhere near Ben Simmons? Yeah. No. So there's still, there's there's a what lot we, of things. What have we that, seen Simmons? But no, but that's Simmons. the thing, Bobby. But he doesn't need to. That's the thing is, if you actually right. stack it up, already Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown needs to improve in order to be elite and multiple things. Jalen Brown would need to improve at four or five different things. Ben Simmons, in order to be to justify his standing as a top fifteen NBA player, needs to be able to shoot a jump shot from 15 feet out at a respectable enough clip where people don't laugh at him and play 10 feet off of him. You're literally asking him to just become a bad shooter in order mm-hmm. to be to be an overall elite player. The, the, the expectation is so low for what Simmons needs to do. I know, but do. he really doesn't want to do it. I understand, but right he, now. Needs to, he needs to do one thing only okay because he does so many other things so well, whereas Brown needs to get a feel for the game. He doesn't possess when it comes to playmaking. He's a super, um, you know, a super athletic guy. He needs people to create for him a lot. With a great first step who can take guys off the dribble and he can obviously knock down the three-point shot. So he's a scorer. He's great at that. But is he going to be elite at any of those other things? I don't know. You know, you're asking a, a lot for Brown to make those improvements. Right. He's improved as a scorer, but he hasn't improved those other areas. Simmons has been pretty steady the whole way through. He just can't friggin' shoot. If he, he's, you're only asking him to do one thing, and again, you haven't seen it, but I don't know. I, it's, it doesn't seem like it's not attainable. I just feel like Simmons is, is not as good as a distributor as everyone makes him seem. He throws the ball down to Embiid. Yeah. This has been one of the best centers in the last two, three years. Like, right. and, and then on top of that, he's 6'10 at the point guard position. So I think we're overrating him. He sees over everyone at the point guard position. That's like KD running the point or LeBron running the point. So to me, Fine. to say he's like elite at passing, I don't find Dude, him. He's six foot passing. eight, and he might be the fastest guy in the NBA. I mean, he, he's a long guy. He is so. But you, you just compared him to KD and, and LeBron. Like he is I'll so. Take, I'll take that at the point guard fast, position. and he's such an amazing finisher. He's, I know, but his deficiency. When you have a cornerstone guy, like I can't think of another guy in the league who's making max money who just doesn't score, doesn't shoot. That just doesn't exist. Like that's not a good way to build a team is have a – essentially what you're saying is like a really good role guy, John. It's not. Be what we're saying is – in what, we're, what I'm saying is he needs to fix one thing and not even get it close to an elite level for it not to matter. He he needs to get he needs to get Rajon Rondo's year twelve. What jumper. about the you know free what I mean? throw <laughs> You can't play him in post on uh, crunch time. He's gonna it's get one, better at it. Obviously. It's one and the same. He has to get better. He has to get he has to get that shot to a point. Oh my god, that free but throw! But he's not even a course. leader. <laughs> he's not even a leader. Like I feel like his leadership to Browns compared to Browns leadership, especially I, for the Boston Celtics, are not even close. I'm not even willing to say. I haven't really seen much leadership on this Celtics team to be completely honest. I'm not well I'm not ready to firmly put Brown in in the leader role or Tatum and saying, Oh, these guys are great leaders because the last few years it's been nothing but drama and like in infighting on the Celtics team. So you you're you're right in the sense that Simmons hasn't really shown any leadership qualities. You're totally right there. And maybe Jalen Brown does have the edge there, 
but I'm not willing to say that that's a huge advantage, um, you know, from, from that whole leadership topic. I actually think that's a weak spot on the Celtics team is I don't think they have any leaders, to be honest. Yeah. By the way, just for what John. it's worth, what, uh, Jalen Brown shot what from the free throw stripe this year? Probably high 70s, mid 70s. 74%. Ben Simmons shot 62%. We're not, you know, Mm -hmm. and this is the thing he's the worst at and the thing Jalen Brown is the best at. So, again, it's we're sitting here, Bobby, and you're saying, what about the free throws? Look, he's a a shitty – I understand, but why are we taking a snapshot of just the playoffs and condemning a guy who's a three-time all-star? This is what Bobby does. He takes little little samples and he projects them. I understand, but you don't look at that. You look at the large. You don't take snaps. I mean, what are you doing, Bobby? No, no. Again, offense. I've seen Jalen Brown win playoff series. And Bo- Bobby, but that's not what you do. You don't take snapshots to make ju- blanket judgments about people. You have to look at the big picture. Overall, right. he's a sixty percent shooter. He needs to get to a seventy percent free throw shooter for it not to be a worry. You're talking. About, ask- you're talking about you can't play him late because he was bad in the playoffs. This is who he's always been. That's the whole thing. Is like. Anything we're saying about Ben Simmons now, if you weren't saying it before the year, then you don't really have a good argument. Let me say, let me ask something. We've talked about, we've talked about fit on this team for a while. And one of the big questions has been, do Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum make each other better? Do they fit? Are they, are their games too similar? All these questions that we've asked. So my question to everybody in this, in this chat is who is a better fit? with Jason Tatum. Is it Jalen Brown or is it Ben Simmons? That style of play. That, let's say money money's equal. Who's a better fit? I mean, Probably every, Brown. everyone says Brown, but they're wrong. In, in the right. sense that it's Brown is not an ideal fit against with Tatum. I just I, I don't because, know what, no, what is listen, Simmons fit. What's his Bobby, I got you on this. Let Zanis go first. No, just let me around. say one thing, we'll bring in Ore. I don't like – I would not trade Sim- – there's too many things wrong with Simmons for me to want to make this trade. I'm saying if you fixed Simmons' w- thing, then a lot of that wouldn't well, be Well, then he'd be Giannis, you know. <laughs> I'm saying if you fix that thing. But if you don't, you've got a real problem on your hands. I do not advocate for this trade. I, but again, Jimmy and I are mainly saying, one, it's not an asinine – it's not a ridiculous conversation. Two, I think we're vastly overrating – everything that Brown does for this team and for Tatum, whether or not they are a fit together. It is a my ball, your ball scenario. And does Tatum make Brown better? Does Brown make Tatum better? No. They exist in a vacuum as far as I'm concerned. They are both super talented We've been saying that all year. We're like, these guys are in one player mode. They take turns. Like, You know what I mean? That's why I I asked the question on fit. But if your issue is Simmons can't score, well then – I mean, I I would imagine that if you flip the two, uh, Jason Tatum's points per game probably go up eight. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like he's the guy taking the free throws. He's the guy getting the ball in the fourth quarter. Maybe look, the the downside is, I mean, the upside to having a guy like (laughs) to having lots of those guys are, as you saw with the Brooklyn model, is defense can't key on one guy. We saw how hard it was for Tatum when Brown wasn't there. So yes, what he does is he relieves pressure from Tatum. He doesn't give him the ball in a position to score, but his very presence means you can't just put all of your guys focused on Tatum and double teaming him and blitzing him all day long because other guys on the, on the court can beat you. So of course there is a value to having guys who can create their own shot and Brown can do that. But, uh, or jump in there. What's up, buddy. What's up guys. 
So, uh, yeah, I couldn't disagree with you guys, like, any more than I do right now because it's like Sim- having Simmons on here I don't even think is a better fit just because he's a pass-first point guard that can't score. I don't even so- think it's a better fit because having him rather than Jalen, like, why would you swap a guy that can give you 25 points a game for a guy like everything you guys say that he does well it, anything, everything that Jalen can do is more valuable than what Simmons can do. Like Trey, Trey Young is one of the worst defenders in the league, but his offensive talent alone is more valuable in a playoff series than anything you guys say that Ben Simmons can do. Offensively, the only thing he does that's that he does like elite is when he's in transition. But in a half court offense, he's literally invisible. Well, let me ask you this: five on four. Let Let me ask you this again. We're not putting stock in these like they're the end-all, be-all. <laughs> but why, prior to this year, did Simmons make three all-star teams and Brown just made his first this year? Why in all of the top 50 or top Because he came in at a higher level. That's why he why, went number one. Why, why, why in all of these top 50, top 100 lists is Simmons rated higher than Brown? Why Honestly, is, Sim- you- was, was everybody wrong? That's the whole thing is like, what the whole world was wrong about Ben Simmons, and now in these playoffs he has shown his true colors, and now he sucks. Like I don't. Yeah, he's done worse. I think, yeah. I, think it's a yeah, I think the better way to phrase it too, Dan, is, is that people wouldn't have. They didn't. A lot of people didn't argue about that as much. They were just kind of accepted it a year ago. You know, now if the right. list came out and he's ranked above Jalen, people would lose their shit. And, they yeah, would. But a year ago, a year ago, they didn't go nuts about. It. The thing I think. It was def- he's definitely been living off of the hype for a couple of years and the this this offseason is gonna be the first time in his NBA career that some that people are actually gonna expect him to improve his game. Because every every year since he's been in the league, it's been everything that's been talked about his game is everything that he everything that he can do other than he's an elite defender which he is and everything else. But I think this is gonna be the first time where he's actually going to ha- have to improve his game. And I think a lot like a lot of the stuff he's lived off of was was the hype. And he's actually asked to like actually improve his game now. So it's like I wouldn't do it in a million years because Jalen Brown could still reach another level and he's still continuing to grow. And I feel like when, when you make the point about Jalen not making an All-Star game, I feel like he he's the rest of the team was still developing. Like he was playing alongside a guy like Gordon Hayward that also needed the ball. And this year really was the first time where he was asked to be in a in an elevated role where they asked him to be that guy to score those points. Every year he's been in the league, he's had to share that role on a team that had depth with other guys that could score the Look, ball. Look, you're definitely right. So I'm not I'm not gonna argue that at all, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's obvious. That's definitely a reason why Jalen. I I made that point more to say Simmons has clearly been very highly regarded by all NBA people at all levels in media personnel types throughout, and it's not based on reputation alone. And it's been that way. But I've never seen a guy his reputation fall off a cliff the way Simmons has. Where now Bobby won't trade him straight up for Marcus Smart. Right, and but that's the world we live in now. It's like irrational extremism from one way or the other. It's if like we can't just accept the fact that yes, yeah, Simmons had an embarrassing performance, unacceptable, all the all the words you want to use to describe how awful he was. 
And that's honestly part of the reason why this discussion is even happening and brought up. Because what John's saying is prior to that, Simmons was regarded by everybody as a better player and a top player in this league because of what he does us what he does well we're focusing on the one thing he doesn't do well which admittedly is a huge thing and or your point on on Trey Young is spot on and I've always said this great offense beats great defense every day of the week but that being said I think that you know there are certain players in the league where the things that they do great like what Simmons does on defense and as a distributor and in transition I think if you can get him if you still believe if you're of the thought that Simmons isn't washed up and at 24 years old still has 10 years of the NBA in his life, six of which are going to be in the prime of his career, if you believe those things to be true, then you would still believe that he can fix some of those deficiencies he has on offense and put the work in and get the confidence and get the right people around him, be on a team with a better fit perhaps, and become the player that is you know somewhere somewhere in him, if you believe those things. If you don't, yeah, absolutely. Why the hell would you trade him for, for Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown is a much better all-around player at this point. I think the other thing is the, the way he's been talked about, he's been talked about as being the number two guy on a team that can make a deep playoff run. But these playoffs kind of showed that he can't be that guy. When this whole time, he's honestly probably been a guy that you can have alongside Tatum and Brown, I feel like that's the role people need to start talking him, talking about him in rather than being a number two guy. Because obviously, the skill set that he has isn't built for him to be your number two guy. Like, if you're talking about Simmons alongside guys like Brown and Tatum, then yes. But if you're talking about swapping Brown for Simmons, it just makes... I know, but again, it's so funny to me. Like, they, they, they literally... They, they they were the freaking one seed this year, and they surrounded, you know, they, they got the shooters that they needed, and they looked like a team that could have gone to the finals. Then basically Embiid plays on a torn meniscus, and Simmons has the worst See, that's playoffs. what drives me crazy about and, that and, and Simmons has the worst playoffs imaginable, and immediately everyone's like, the process failed! You know, like... And we're so quick to make these snap judgments with this recency bias based off of what we saw. Like, if if James Harden, if Kyrie doesn't roll his ankle, Milwaukee gets freaking smoked. And people start saying, is Giannis really a guy you can build around? But instead, they're in the finals. Like, these narratives that switch based off of one thing that happened, completely undoing all of the historical context involving these people are just insane. You've got to look at everything. You can't just look at the last two weeks or in, in the case of the Celtics with Bobby, their eight and three stretch to start the season. Like you can't just take snapshots to make your points there. You have to look at everything. Right. Well, the playoffs are, they are, but so many things happens. Like I said, it's Phoenix. If LA doesn't, if, if Anthony Davis isn't hurt, Phoenix could have been one and done. And everyone and Chris Paul would be a failure again. You know, like people are so. Hey, man, take that make, back. I know, but I'm that's just, what the I'm just saying is people are so quick to make this <laughs> judgment. Look at Phoenix's path: Anthony Davis, a, a half a LeBron, and no Anthony Davis. Then no Jamal Murray uh, with Denver, and then no Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers. Like at each stage, they've been fortunate, and they're in the finals, and everyone's gonna sing their praises and say, how do we get to be just like the Suns? But if one thing goes different, they get knocked out in the first round, everyone would be like, 
Aiton was a bust of a pick, and Booker's never going to be a number one guy. So, like, it's just stupid to make these snap judgments. No, I think. Oh, go sorry, ahead, go ahead, Ori. No, but like, I think again, I think it's like a combination of the fact that when Philly was making those playoff runs, you know, a couple years ago, he didn't really have much expectations to improve his game. But now it's kind of gotten to the breaking point where it's like he, ha- like he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that extra leeway that he did before to kind of be the same player that he's been his whole career. And I just feel like the way that the the conversation about Ben Simmons was always as the being the number two guy on a championship team that's going to make a deep playoff run when he's probably always been maybe a third or fourth guy if you really want to be that team that gets to the finals. Because it's like if he can't score – and he's not a scoring threat. Like that that that's way bigger than anything anything else that he provides you in in on defense or in transition. Like his inability to score is much greater than anything else he can he can do. It's a fair point. And like I said, both Jimmy and I agree with that. It's an offensive league. And that's why, again, I don't touch I don't touch Simmons because the shooting thing is a non-starter for me. It's a non-starter. Yeah. When, when you look if, back if on the whole context, if you pictures, fixed it, or if he was even a if he was a passable shooter, it's a different conversation involving Ben Simmons. The most frustrating thing about Simmons, and it could end up happening here too, if that did happen, is Embiid was adjusting his game the whole time to play Kate Simmons. And if Simmons is who you say he is in terms of making the game easier for guys and setting guys up and all those things. It'd be the opposite. You know, he'd be making life easy for Embiid, but instead Embiid had to develop that three-point shot and play on the perimeter and handle a lot more and, you know, put Simmons at that dunker spot because point guard wasn't working this year. Obviously, we all knew that setup was a mess for a while. Uh, him and Tatum would probably pair better than Embiid and Simmons would look. But still, like, if you're going to just completely be the point guard and refuse to be a threat in yourself at the scoring you know, role there, it's really hard to have everything else fall into place. Like, that's a deficiency you really can't have as a star in the league. And, I like, you know, I'm dubious on whether he's going to be able to turn around his whole career period, never mind that part of his game that just hasn't even shown life. Like, he he doesn't even attempt the threes, never mind, you know, being bad at them, as you say, John. I'm just, I'm so far out on him. And, again, that's not all recency. The issues with him have been throughout his whole career, and it's just gotten worse. And now that it's gotten worse, like there's really there's really no case for me to buy in on him as a player on a winning team. Right. I'm. I, yeah. I agree mostly with Bobby's point. Like his deficiencies on offense kind of cancel out every. Cause like those those are gonna win you regular season games when you don't have to play elite teams back to back to back in the seven game in the seven game uh, series. But when it when, once it comes down to actually playing those teams in a seven game series in the playoffs, like those like those things that can get that can get you by in the regular season, you just can't do that in the playoffs. Like you need guys like Jalen Brown to win you games in the playoffs. Guys like Simmons, their skill set is more valuable in the regular season rather than in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. You, you, you said everything you're saying is valid. Again, the main point of the conversation was the, the scoffing at it 
from uh, from Celtics fans who I think I would like I wouldn't even think about it. Why would you even entertain that trade though? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like it really does. because you're trying ultimately. To it determine, does make sense, but you're, we, you're trying we to go determine. Round and round on that, on yeah, this. we're going in circles. You're trying to determine multiple things. Uh, the arc of Jalen's Jalen's development and whether or not that fits with what it is, what other, what whatever else you have here. Whether or not this team fits with these two guys. Um, you know, you're sitting here looking at Simmons and Embiid. Two years ago, everyone said they can't possibly play together. You have to blow it up. Then they're the one seed one year later. You know what I mean? Is so. Because but, like, be. but my know, question but you're trying what? to figure out is does it work? Is it the right fit? Is it the right combo of players? Are Tatum and Brown the right players, or can you move Brown for something? It, to me, it's not about a Simmons argument. It's about a is could it, could you move Jalen for other things that could work better with this team or with Tatum? I think the answer is possibly, but I think people are so averse to the idea of trading him at all that certainly when it's with a guy as polarizing as Simmons, who just came off of the playoffs that he has, who has such glaring deficiencies, it's going to be an overwhelming reaction. You know, but, and that's, that's, like, what, that's what we got here. But one, what I wanted to ask you is like, we haven't seen Brown and Tatum with like the right team. They haven't had a team built around them yet. So like, you can't really think about trading Brown when we haven't seen them with a team actually built around them. Cause every, like every year up until this upcoming off season, like every, like they've always been part of like been part of the deep team. They haven't been thought of as being able to have the team built around them. So it's like, I feel like with them too, you need to have, you need to have good NBA players built around them, and you can't judge them off of just this past year. But yet, they still had career years this yeah. year when there's this idea that they don't career, fit, which I don't believe. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm team, I'm team running back too, but I mean, career years, and they finished at 500. There's a million factors going in it now, but again, this is this year. It's it's their show, start to finish. Let's see what they have, you know, uh, because. Uh, it's the team's not going to be built around them this year either. It's up to them to carry it. Um, so no, that's fair. That's they they got to carry it. So fine, be the two best players, but also make people around you better. Don't shrug your shoulders and make it seem like, oh god, the people I'm playing with suck. This is what you got. Your two superstars make it work. They got to make it work this year. So I'm curious to see it. But Ori, thank you. I want to. I want to try to get other people involved here. All right. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Mark, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Mark? I, I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like the uh, Jalen Brown slander has gone too far in the city of Boston. Right? It's, it's, heavy. <laughs> it's, it's literally everywhere. Speak on. I love it. There like, are some I'm, people now. Who it's you think? Yeah, there's some people who think what you think, Mark, which is it's gone too far, and there's other people who think that the Jalen Brown praise has gone too far. He's such an interesting figure for that <laughs> yeah, that's for true. that reason. I feel like every time I tell you, I'm seeing like 15 Jalen Brown trade scenarios. It's like, all right, man. like when do we draw the line? I feel like Simmons is the line. Simmons is super talented, and I'm just, I'm really unbelievably taken back by you guys. Jimmy and John just going crazy with this. Stuff. I had a listen to this all day the other day. It was terrible. <laughs> this is nuts. It's absolutely nuts to me that a, a guy that is 24 years old, 25 points a game, and made an All Star game is actually, like, almost being pushed out the door by the entire city. Like, everyone that works in media is pushing them That's not what's happening. It's the, it's the opposite. This trade was, like, a 95-5 reaction against. Like, 
again, just to clarify, Jimmy and I did not advocate this trade. We are both firmly in the no column. I'm saying you can start to have conversations and wonder and, and discuss and debate instead of just shouting it down and saying that's the dumbest thing ever Jalen Brown has got. That's literally all Jimmy and I were doing. Neither one of us are in favor of this trade. Listen, I, I get playing both, like, seeing both sides of it. I get it. Like, Simmons, all-star three years, really highly touted guy coming out of LSU. But he's Philly fans have been saying the same things you guys are saying for four years. If maybe yeah. one day and it never happens, he doesn't want to do it. And that's the risk. That's the big risk. That's, that's the reason why the discussion is even happening, because if he did do it, he wouldn't be available to trade for. I, I just don't see a reason to have a 25-point score for a guy that can't score and folded in the playoffs, like historically folded in the playoffs. And every time I see Jalen Brown play in the playoffs, I think he's our best player. Like throughout that whole bubble run, I thought he was our most assistant player. I just felt like Brad put him in the corner for three straight rounds and they let him do anything. And then you fast forward two months later, season starts again, and the guy starts off on fire. Like he's, I feel like Jalen has been this guy for a while is that he's never given the opportunity. He's had to, like, work and claw his way to getting the spot where Tatum walked in, you know, third pick, starting lineup, and just played. Jalen always had to work for more. Simmons is the same way. Simmons has never had an opportunity. Yeah, he's never had the willingness to get better because he's been handed the keys at Philly. But Jalen had to claw his way up to get into the spot. And in a shortened season after COVID or during COVID, everyone wants to shit on him saying, ah, it's bad I mean, He has so many inconsistencies, like, J- Jalen was the number three pick after one year of college. Jason not, Tatum not was the number three pick after, not, one, not, not after one year of college. Not consensus, though. Like, that, I that, that, was, that. that was a big leap by Danny to take that pick. Sure, but he wasn't – he was a top five, six guy. Tatum could have gone four or five also as well. So, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not – Jalen Brown, we're not talking about a guy who got picked 27th here and clawed his way up. He's a number three pick in the draft. And granted, not super consensus, but he was clearly in the top five, six conversation throughout in, in that process. He was raw. And so because of, because of his deficiencies, because of his underdeveloped game, because of the fact that he was only he was more athlete than basketball player. That's why he had the claw, because he was bad at basketball when he entered the league. He was. He was just an athlete. He didn't ha- he did not have good feel at all for the game. His handle was atrocious. He didn't have a right. good. He couldn't do a lot of things that you expect basketball players to do, certainly ones who are picked number three. So he had to climb up. Um, and now people have seen it year over year. And right, he's the, he's gotten better every single year in ways that some people didn't necessarily think he could get. He's the best player to have. The reason his name's going to keep coming up isn't for, is it because of Jalen Brown's slander. It's because Tatum's, Tatum's obviously the number one, or at least is, he appears to be. People could debate that. Tatum appears to be one. And when you get frustrated and you look around and you say, how do we get better? The only person you could possibly trade to get yourself better is Jalen Brown. So his name is going to come up for every single person who's out there who is another star caliber player. And you scratch your head and say, would that right. make them better? And that's, what, that's, that's why his name comes up. It's not disrespect or slander. Everybody likes Jalen Brown. But when Damon Lillard's out, when all-stars are made available, everyone's like, well, would you trade Jalen for him? Because that's the only conversation you can have. So that's why you have it. Yeah, you know, Dame is the only guy. Dame's the only guy you actually yeah. sincerely consider trading. I don't think Beal. I don't think the gap between Beal and Jalen right. is as large as people yeah. think it but is. But that's why the conversation's had because you can't have another one, so it's pointless. 
you know, unless you're Bobby and you want to talk about Marcus Smart for Ben Simmons, which honestly, yeah. he's not the only one. I've seen other people float that too. They're like, what kind of low ball offer could the Celtics possibly put together for it? But anytime it's star for star, the only thing you have to offer up in trade is Jalen. So his name comes up. I don't think right. it's meant to be disrespectful. Can I leave you guys with this for, for Bobby? Uh, the, the cat t- comments about the whole stream was just driving me crazy. Like, they would not have to gut the whole team to get – Not all of it. The, like, they literally – you can just do a signing trade. And that would – solve keep keep Holford's contract on the books for that year. It still be $27 million, And you flip that into Bill's signing trade, and you can actually get him without having to gut the team, and Marcus doesn't have to sign a minimum. You get what I'm saying? And you can like, extend Rob. It, it and you can extend Rob. And, and you can extend – listen, you don't want to get rid of Rob. Rob is special. You don't get rid of a special. You see what Aiton's doing in their That's playoff a decent. Like, you, you understand what Aiton became in like the last three months? Aiton has become an, a cornerstone center, and Rob has skill sets that match him. He just can't stay healthy. Again, at all. I keep looking at. I keep looking at. I'm going to say this every time because I can't pass up an opportunity to talk about Rob. But you look at Capella who had a very strong playoffs and is and Oh just, boy, here we go. No, but I'm saying is like you look at Capella and you're telling me you think he's a he's a better basketball player that that Rob no. Williams can't, can't be that. Yeah, Rob's Rob's more Capella than eight and I but, would not compare But I'm Rob saying to Rob could be Capella tomorrow and better. Like you, there's Capella doesn't have the ceiling that Rob has and Capella's a very good uh uh player right now. I think I think Capella is Rob's floor before people thought it might be his ceiling. That's I would it. I would agree it's his floor, and I would push back on Bobby saying that I, you know the Aiton comparisons. I think Aiton is limited offense. I think he's in a perfect role, perfect situation. Rob's passing is what makes him special. That that, that his passing ability is amazing, and that's why he that's why he mix that with the lob ability. Is yeah, really yeah. See, that's what I was about to he's say. He's way that's more athletic. I, yeah, yeah. That's why I see Rob in in a in a bit because the the those lobs and of course the rebounds. What do you have? Like he pulled down like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, like you see that in a and you're like, man, Rob could also, double Rob's that gonna show know, up. if he's fully healthy yeah. and he still has a ceiling above him. Yeah. You know, Rob's going to show up this year, Vegas Summer League, and he's going to be pulling up from fifteen feet, and people are going to be like, uh oh. I like, think Rob will play summer league. I don't know. No, but no. That, we saw his no, how much just, better because of his injuries. How how shocking was it when you saw him pull, start hitting those 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 elbow, elbow jumpers? Jump. And everyone was like, that looked like a perfectly competent stroke. It didn't look like he was like, oh shit, I'm all alone. I have to shoot it, or else everyone's gonna laugh at me. It looked like it was like, yeah, I do this all the time. And the same thing at the free throw line. Like he didn't make a ball, but his stroke looked confident. He's not far away from having from developing that as well. I think his game has a lot of like room to grow, and that's why you don't give up on a guy. You, you got to give him extended this offseason. I would, I would extend him now and just roll the dice. Yep. Mark, are you a broadcaster? I'm not. You you have a you have that voice. You got that the the whole thing about you. Like you you, you, you it screams television anchor to me. Well, I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> not too late. Hey man, stop my own podcast. Why not? Do it. Yeah, we. I mean, did you, did, <laughs> now that you mention it, he, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he really does, man. Yeah. Um, the anchor flow too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that all of these awesome callers that we have don't realize how easy it is to do the podcast and then take our jobs from us. I'm like, because like I was like, I listen to these guys. And I'm like, this guy's really good. Like better than us. 
Um, so yeah, don't start podcasts, please. Um, let's bring in Ma. Ma, yeah, what's up? So, um, you yeah, yeah, me? what's up, Ma? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> so I think the main point why you wouldn't do a that swap, like I get what you all said um, about that Simmons and Brown uh, swap, but the only thing is that even if you look like with Philly, even though they were the uh, the first seed this year, even during the regular season, if you look at the roster, like Simmons was not the second option on offense, you know, like Harris was the guy, you know, he was uh, averaging uh, close to twenty points a game. I'm just like. With everything he's doing, I think that if you bring him in uh, on your team, you gotta have somebody better than him in terms of shot creation to be that second option next to him. Like if you bring him to Boston, it would need to be the second option that the second guy who can create. Because alongside him, who do we have? Like Smart, Pritchard. Like we don't have that shot creator, like um, spark of the bench, or like some sort of offense to kind of. Um, complement his his game because Simmons will bring you like 15 point a game but he's not you know that dynamic dynamite dynamite on offense you know so yeah that that was my point thank you um I I, you know honestly and again not to knock down anything you're right I mean uh, most of those things I think are right uh but I do think we're we're starting yeah I, I think we've said all we can say on the Simmons uh Brown conversation I think most of us don't Think it's a good. I think Simmons it's a good trade. So I don't want to. I don't want to take up that much more time on this um, on this topic because we get it. Brown is better than Simmons, <laughs> and Simmons has major problems right now, and he makes too much money. <laughs> Nobody's in favor of this trade. It's again. It was a hypothetical. It's a fun discussion to have, but I think we've had it ad nauseum, and I don't think we could have it anymore. So let's let, let's 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 move on topics. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Mike, don't say Ben Simmons. I love how John talks for 40 minutes about Simmons and shuts it down. <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to. I wanted. I was trying to put a bow on it. But, like, we've, we've said enough, right? Oh, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. 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 It's been an I mean, hour, plus to be honest. Plus it's, there's, there's a reason, Bobby, happen. there's a reason why I didn't spend a second on it on the show. I didn't want to do the Simmons conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, know, I like, mean, it's I, never going to happen either. It's not even a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was I was trying to avoid it. Uh, I think but, it's a good I think it's a good topic to have on a you know dog days of summer here. But yeah. people people hate having conversations, so just move on to the next thing. Uh, Marcus, no, I thought our conversation was fair, but Mar- I'm a no. Hi. <laughs> uh, oh boy. Oh, turn down the Hello. volume. Marcus, step back a little bit from you. Oh, I'm sorry. About no, that. you're good. Go ahead. Oh, all the way from Singapore. Hi, guys. All right. What's welcome, on, welcome. Marcus? Yeah. Welcome from Singapore. Uh, you muted yourself. You muted yourself by accident. I'm uh, sorry. I just wanted to talk about the slander last week, uh, I think the week before, on Brad Stevens, that he got. Basically, uh, I just want to defend him a bit more as a coach for our Go team. Go for it. Because I don't feel he, he got enough uh, support from our fans. Uh, if you look at the playoffs this year, with playing the Nets with all the star healthy, we're actually able to uh, 
be competitive on the play the all the series, just that we are uh, badly injured. So um, I don't feel that he's been given enough credit for actually this year. I I can get the regular season, but then the for the playoffs, he's actually got the team going to play quite well. But so I I don't think he is necessarily the problem for for the our our team. Actually, it's based on it's it's really due to uh age that is the real problem last uh throughout the later years of uh Brad's reign. Um, especially I think if, if you look at Chris Paul trade from Phoenix last year, we could have traded Kemba last year for Paul. I mean, and then we will have a very competitive year already. It's not. It's, so I think a lot of roster building is the more more key to the issue than than anything that Brett has really been. That's, at an that was, That's an interesting point on Kemba. So we talked a lot about would Ainge have done the. Um, you know, Kemba and Afaris for Horford and whatever. And we, you know, you talked all summer, John, about, oh, you can't move Kemba anywhere. Because, you know, we all just figured that Ainge tried everything and was just no across the board. But now that you look, you know, Kemba was probably in a worse spot value-wise this year than he was last year. But Ainge came out of last summer without moving him. Which, you know, is probably a fair second guess when you ended up moving him anyway for probably a worse deal than you would have had back then. Was he just so against moving picks that, you know, he limited his scope of what he possibly could have gotten there? Because who knows? Maybe if you traded two or three first, you could have flipped Kemba for Paul. I don't know. I mean, seven for sure. Um, Marcus, I think that's a fair point. Look, everyone's made this case all year. Was it Brad or Danny? That was the you know, conversation we had all year long when it was obvious that this team wasn't going anywhere. Um, and, you know, I, I think you can make a case for both. Um, and many people did. There's people all up and down this. There's a, there's a ton of fire Brad guys. There was a ton of fire Danny guys. At the end, they both got fired. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think that kind of shows um, what's going on here. But, um, sorry, Marcus, I accidentally dropped you. Um, but, um it is so funny, and Jimmy, you'll, you can speak to this. It's so funny that, like, two, two of the last – the last two commenters said, I think Brad was treated unfairly by fans, and I think Jalen – I think the Jalen slander has to stop. And it's so freaking bananas to me that, like, two guys that were defended – like, I know you have a very vocal minority of people who say certain things, but honestly, Celtics fans, I think, overwhelmingly – and media overwhelmingly supported Brad and thought that he could do no wrong for the most part. And some people were critical of him, but it was a, it was a strong consensus that Brad was the guy. And J- the Jalen Brown support, like I said, you're talking about it's probably 60-40 against trading him for Lillard, and he's one of the best players in the, in the league. Like, the, the Brown support is off the charts. Like, who are these people that think that, like, Celtics fans hate these guys? Like... Right, it, and and not, most people didn't want to trade him for Harden either. Yeah, it's crazy. Most fans didn't want to. Yeah, I yeah, think some yeah, of those fans might change contingent. their mind. Yeah, yeah. the P, because hey, they make a lot of waves with all these different trade ideas, and you know we got Goodman, who really just feels like Goodman would trade Brown for any, <laughs> uh, you know, comparable star. Uh, so you know, you, especially in the media, it feels like there's a lot of like hype for 
cash in on Brown's value, but I feel like Brown can be part of the core here. I, I really do. I'm not as concerned about, you know, Joe Sway as Joe Sway and others about like how they fit together, especially in the personality sense. They got to figure it out on the court for sure. Um, if they're not best friends, I still don't think that's the biggest deal in the world. Like that, that's just happened a lot in a lot Tatum, of different star scenarios. Tatum's got a best friend, and that's going to work. Yeah, out it's about on the floor, though, Bobby. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I never said they need to be best friends. I just think they need to try to I think make the, each other better the, and how to make the team better. You know, have a better dynamic in the relationship in terms yeah. of pure basketball. Or and if that if that means you guys having to talk or you know off the court and spend a little time so be it but i it's, don't think they need to be best friends it's not a need but wouldn't it be better that's the whole point yeah is, do, do they need to be best friends and hanging out all the time no would it be better if two guys who were almost exactly the same age who came into the league one year apart and were clearly the two yeah. cornerstone pieces of this franchise if they also happen to be best buds yeah, oh, I don't know. I know if, they, if they could chest bump each other every once in a while, yeah. no? Like, yeah. 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 Come up with a little Russell handshake. Something. Look at Russell cool? town, if they though. had a thing, if they ran a camp together, just one thing to make me think that like they even texted each other once during the offseason. Just make us feel right. a little better. That's all. Anything Bobby, is better than nothing. That's all. It Bobby, doesn't I, know mean this they... is, I know this has happened to you. You're looking for a good pick from Getty. I don't know if you guys use Getty, but maybe you know at Heavy.com we use Getty. You want to get a good pick of these two guys, and what do you see, Bobby? Come on, the same five pictures from like over the past three years. Editor problems like, man, right there. Yeah, like seriously, I'm like, man, do you guys like? It's gotten to the point where they barely speak to it's each that other. One picture that where photographers jumping. can't even capture them, you know, next to each other. They yeah, can't the one, the, they're barely speaking to each other on the court. Like, the one picture a, of like the Tatum's rookie year when they're jumping into each other during that yeah, playoff. Yeah, exactly. Like you see that you one. Scroll down. That's like the tenth pick. I of think their it's in the chat gallery. right now. Actually, <laughs> there's like ten pictures. That's it. That's it. That's exactly Jalen with the kid and play. You know. Yeah. And two of them. And two of those pictures are like with the eraser head, kid and play haircut. Right. <laughs> Legit, like old school. That's oh, a, yeah, that's all the I got time. a good one right here. Yeah, that it's one just weird. It's really weird. All right, we got three now. Like, come all right, on. So we got three. Name, name another all-star Joe Sway, duo. screen grab these because you could actually use a couple of these. These, <laughs> these, you know, that, these are great examples. Like 40 minutes ago. These are great. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, what was I going to say? Yeah, like like name another duo oh, where here you comes see another the same one. Like... <laughs> You even saw more. You saw love, more between John Wall and, and, and James Harden. You know those guys love playing with each other. Like, it really is simple. Everything's easier when you're winning and when things are going well, and everybody's going to get along better than those circumstances. And ultimately, I mean, this is a great point. I heard someone say this. I forget who did. That's always got that Grant, that Grant friggin' doing the doing the Carlton's always <laughs> got to get in there sometimes. I, I think this is a great point that, especially on the Brad thing that. You know, Marcus just brought up the last three seasons ended in a disaster. Like three straight seasons ended in a disaster, and there's really no way around that if you're looking at the coach. And it's like, all right, next year is going to be any different because 19, 20, 20 went a little differently midway through, but you know, then right in the 21, all three of those years, you got to the finish line. It was like, Jesus, what happened here? Yeah. yeah, I understand that they need to change a voice. That's why the change happened. But I don't think it's actually uh, 
how do I say it? I saw some comments on on the ground that uh, the players asked uh, asked to have a new coach to push them, but I don't think coaches actually pushes the players as much. Uh, Phil Jackson doesn't push the players. Michael Jordan did. He he Kobe did push the players. It's like mm-hmm. when Tom Brady goes to uh, where's that place? Tampa. He immediately pushed all the players to exceed what what they were. Yep. doing so is is yeah, the, like the top the players battles. that's why Chris Paul would have made a lot of sense last year and it didn't happen and um, the player that suits the team most which is balanced the team most Gordon Hayward if you traded Kemba you could have just kept Hayward and then the balance will flow much better and things will go much better this year actually <laughs> yeah Th- thanks Marcus yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good call. Thanks, man, and uh, keep listening from Singapore. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, let's bring in Jonah. Hello. Uh, first of all, a big fan from Trinidad. All right. We're going around the world tonight, man. Love it. Hey, hey Trini, Trinidadian. What's up, man? That's, uh, that, that's you, Justin. Oh. Right? <laughs> it's Caribbean. <laughs> it's like the big Caribbean. Uh, Close enough. A lot of Caribbean growing up, you know. The Caribbean. Boston, the Caribbean. You know. uh, go ahead. Go ahead, man. In August, the Caribbean festival. I want to start with when Kemba first got traded. Everybody was talking about how now we're finally getting to see Tatum and Brown being the two pillars, no superstar in the way. Nobody taking the ball from the hand, and everybody was kind of like, okay, so this is the year where we see if these two could work together. And then John have every Boston fan wet in the bed over Bradley Beal within two weeks. So <laughs> I was wondering, like, if this year both of them make jumps, probably see Neesmith and Pritchard or. Langford or somebody make a jump and this team overachieve or they all improve, would you still make the trade for Beal or would you use that cap space for like better role players or and just so, keep these two as the two pillars? Well, that's the conversation we had for a bit in the Garden Report, um, Jonah. And it's funny, it's like each year they re- you remove a couple of superstars and like, okay, it's Tatum and Brown's team now. And then you removed one too many and you're like, they don't have enough guys. Right. So like, you know, it is no matter what, you know, there's too many stars. Now there's not enough stars. So you can't win with these guys. They get the benefit of the doubt throughout, you know, um, and almost every move has been done theoretically to placate, not to placate, but like it's their team. Great. Everybody knows it, but that's the conversation we had. Right. Um, you roll the di- you you have a development slash bridge year that they're never going to call it that, but it's going to be very clear that that's what's happening when they don't make any major moves this offseason oh and they God. don't resign for anything. If certain things line up, John, it's going to be so obvious. Like it's going to be obvious. Them, you're going to check them right off as yep. they pass. Like you'll see. It. No <laughs> smart. No smart extension. No Fournier. No signing Fournier. Uh, trading for that 11 million TPE. Um, signing a one, signing a guy to a six million dollar one year, whatever. Uh, that's it. You, you're and you keep those books open. It's obvious what you're trying to do. But that's well. The if thing. you're Bradley Beal, at least your heart's in the right place, right? Right. But but that's the thing. We said it on the show. <laughs> it sends the message. 
you get to play the kids this year because you have no choice because you're not going to have Fournier. And as I said, is if you're not going double big, you're starting probably Neesmith or Romeo um, this year at the two. Um, you probably are, uh, which means it's see what these guys have. And if, if they're good and you feel good about it, maybe you don't go all in on a third star because you think you've got a good core here. Um, if they're not, you, you push all your chips in for Beal. That's, I think, and again, Bobby, that you'll, we'll see it early, like you said. And then you pick a crucial player at 45. I'm telling you, that's going to be a ginormous selection there in the second round. Crucial player. Definitely. Um, I don't know, Jimmy. Do you do you do you think they they stand pat for uh, for the off season? Well, based on what we talked about on the show tonight about what they're yeah, yeah I, I I do. I think because I think that's it's it's you know what's hard about predicting it is that you don't have Danny Ainge anymore, so you don't really know. I guess. What what Brad's you know I guess strategy is or what he's thinking because you know we've been basing it off of Danny Ainge's decision making for the last twenty years so it's just a little different now but I I, I you guys kind of sold me on that being like that's going to be their plan A and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out and we'll cross the bridge when we get to it but I think if that's their best avenue of competing for a championship over the next three years. And again, you, 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 I don't want to say you're punting next season, but you are making moves for two years from now, not one year. So if, if you can get the players, and by the players I mean Brown and Tatum, to be cool with that, and maybe they do have a little wink-wink and a nod-nod from Beal through Tatum that it's going to be worth their while to do that, I think that's the best way to go about it. Um, I don't think they're going to find a better player any other way in the next two years. I think that's the best bet, most likely route to, you know, forming another great team. I do think there are certain opportunities that could be out there this summer that you probably have to take a look at, too, in terms of consolidating, maybe adding a different kind of third piece. Because, again, I still really like that Lowry idea, if if it's possible. Um, that's probably less likely than Beal, ultimately. But, you know, there's, there's certain things they could do this summer, too, that may be worth looking at. But... Honestly, you look at the free agent list, there's not a lot there. Uh, Trade-wise, they're not in a great spot to do that either. The only problem, and I keep saying it with that BL route, is you're going to lose a lot of talent probably on the edges of the roster, and you're going to have to find a way to make that up ultimately. Because, you know, a lot of the things we talk about with Tatum, Brown, them figuring it out, you know, BL kind of has to figure it out and fit in too, and then... You know, those guys are going to be asked to do even more ultimately um, once all the good role players are out of there. So, you know, Tatum's going to have to keep making strides as a playmaker this year. That's still going to be important for him. Um, You know, Brown's going to have to make strides in that department. These guys are really going to have to grow fast if that big three is going to be what takes you a championship on them alone. Uh, Let's do a couple more here. Uh, Ty Johnson, what's up? Okay, maybe. No, it's Ty, bro. Come on. Is it Ty? Hello. Is it... Ty, are you there? What's up, Ty? Nah. More like. No. Bye. B Y. Yeah. B Y. Uh, we got um. 
Keith Smith tweeted out tonight too that that TP expires August 16th. So we'll we'll get a good feel on that yep. too pretty okay. soon. Let's try on. let's try to get a few more in here. Paul, what's up? Paul, uh, unmute if you're there and fire oh, away. Hi. hi guys. What's going on? What's up, Paul? Welcome to Philippines. What's up, Paul? Philippines, oh, I love it, dude. We just oh. went on a Singapore Trinidad Philippines uh, back to back to back. That's awesome. Yeah, you haven't talked about Jabari Parker, guys. Uh, for yeah, oh, boy. there's a reason I for that. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There, there, is, a, there is a reason. And I haven't heard about Jabari Parker a lot. And how about um, trying to have a flyer for like a Chris Dunn and. Okay. So Josh Jackson was my guy last year that I wanted to take a flyer on. Uh, Bobby has Chris Dunn on his list. Yes. He's my guy on the free agent list. Bobby's. Sorry, go ahead, Paul. Uh, I agree on you guys that we, sh- we should take uh, this, this uh, year as a trial period before the free agent next, next year because of the cap space. So we are trying to rec- uh, we are trying to see what uh, Romeo Langford uh, Aaron Smith can do and probably um, if we can sign uh, two way players that could uh, serve our purpose just not like um, Termont Water and Capofall who did nothing to help the cause of the team yeah uh, so maybe we could we could sign better players in two way and then yeah I don't know so- what we're going to do with Barry Parker. So I like him a lot. He, he was one of the better players in your draft. draft yeah. Um, well, Bob, Bobby has a list. So, Bobby, Chris Dunn is on it. Name some other guys you think. Do not say Kyle Lowry. Go to all the rest of the names on the list. Uh, but, but possible guys that could fit with the salaries that they that they might be able to, uh, to, to give <laughs> Bobby's out. shaking his head right now. He didn't want to say Kyle Lowry. No, you yeah, can't say I, Kyle I mean, Lowry. I already mentioned him, but in terms of like the – roster spots that you could actually bring guys in on on like a MLE or minimum deal um, I think we all like the idea of Porter last year Otto Porter as a wing defender especially if you lose um, if you lose uh, Fournier you probably want a guy like that in there um, just to defend in other words he's going to replace Fournier yeah it's a cheaper option on a one year stop gap or whatever um, and then you really need a point guard McConnell, I think nine million probably gets McConnell done. Um, maybe he wants a long term deal. Maybe Indiana would give it to him, but you know he'll he'll have a much bigger role here than he did in Indiana, especially with Brogdon there. So, you know, McConnell would be a great backup for um, for Smart and you know a guy who can score a little bit better, be a better bigger threat to shoot and stuff like that. He didn't have a great shooting year last year. I saw. Don't you have TJ McConnell already? I, if you're That's the a, thing. Yeah. If you're bringing in a guy to back somebody up, I, I don't understand it. If 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 TJ McConnell as a backup point guard on on a graded scale is a nine out of ten, is Pritchard an eight? Like, a, yeah. I mean, that seems silly. It seems a redundancy there. If you only have one, look, the same way I thought Tristan Thompson was a pointless redundancy last year. T McConnell feels like one as well. It depends how much you believe in Pritchard. If you really think I, he has I, I high I don't believe upside. McConnell over Pritchard it is, is in – I believe he's better. But I believe that – would it be stunning if Pritchard was as good or better than McConnell by next as year? As a passer? No. I, 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 
no, I mean, obviously he's more of a scorer. But at the end of the day, like, you've got Pritchard right now, and you have a guy who can competently run that second that second unit, you would think, after another year under his belt. I, I think McConnell seems like a luxury item here. You, you need a guy who yeah, can – one year, nine million. What's wrong with that? Because, like I said, is that one, one year of nine million? What's wrong with that with Chris with with Tristan Thompson? They a gave lot two of, years to Thompson. I mean, a lot of things were wrong with it. Again, I don't think McConnell's taking a one year flyer. You're not talking about a guy who's 34 years old. He's yeah, gonna that's, sign, that could be an issue. He's signing a multi year deal. I think he's a no. If you're trying to keep the books clean, there's no way he comes here for a year. Yeah, so, see, that's the tough part. See, these mid level guys are these guys that you would you plus would, there's like, yeah. Say, oh, don't forget about they can they yeah. can take that you know nine point or whatever the the, the you know, mid-level is. But then you look at the rest of the market and a lot of those guys are thinking, wait, no, I can make a lot more out here. You know, like next summer, hell no. If I was part of that free agency yeah. class, there's no way in hell, you know, I'll, I'd make this much. But this summer, I mean, there isn't, there's close to no all-star talent out there in this free agency pool. There's no so all-star talent. They can, and they can cash in. McConnell's arrow is pointing up. Where, whereas, yeah, for sure. You he know, proved where, himself. Whereas yeah. Tristan's was on its way, not as on its way down, but ultimately... Jimmy, no. Jimmy likes McConnell, I think, doesn't he? I do. Yeah, Thompson has to prove himself. I, I like You I want like a McConnell, guy who has to prove himself. I like McConnell, but I see where John's coming from, where it's like, okay, you got these two point cards who do a lot of the same things, but do they? I mean, I, I, I need something to fill the McConnell role. It doesn't need to be McConnell, but I need a pass-first point guard. So who is it? Yeah, it's tight. You're either taking a flyer on a guy like Dunn who hasn't really gotten it done in other spots, or... That Mills direction, and a lot of people are throwing that around dun, dun, dun. because you know there's the Odoka connection. I don't think there's any other obvious places for him to go to. He'd be really cheap, um, but he doesn't pass. You know, he's like a two assists a game kind of guy. He's a he's an aggressive shooter and scorer, which is fine. You know, I liked him on yeah. Team Australia. Didn't we? A didn't, we ha- ago. didn't we have that guy already when he was called Jeff T? He's like, much better than Jeff T. <laughs> right, well, Mills would be more of a. Mills is more Who's of a. Who's in the finals, by the way, John? Who's in the fucking finals? You can't make this shit up. Jeez. Playing. Uh, playing real playing, minutes. Playing in the Smiling first quarter. From right. cheek to cheek. Motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> Unreal. Um, let's bring in our girl, Megan. What's up, Megan? What's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up? So, take. Don't tick me off. You guys already said this. I came, I came a little late, so I apologize. But I want to talk about a little bit about the timeline of the Celtics. Evan Valenti of Celtics beat brought up this conversation a little bit in uh, the latest podcast, saying, um, you know, do the Celtics have to go in now or do they have time? And we're bringing up Bradley Beal. Do they really have? Do we really want to risk a year kicking down a can down the road for a year for a guy who doesn't really impact winning so much, like? How comfortable do we feel about that? How long do we think we have? Like, what's You're the saying timeline? waiting for Beal? Yeah. What's the timeline do you also think for this Celtics team? Do you think they have to go on now? Or do you think this is a couple years down the road before we even contend? Uh, I like next summer, like the whole Beal thing. Like, I, I think, honestly, that should be your plan if you're the Celtics. You should, they should position themselves. And, you know, uh, to John's point that we talked about tonight during the show, if the others – start stepping up, if the Romeos and the Nisans start stepping up, I mean, that's the predicament that you want to be in, right? You want to be in a space where it's like, okay, well, this team is already pretty good, but if we even add Beal, that's even, we're even in better shape. So then now you can sell that to Beal and say, hey, this is the place you need to be. This is where you can win a championship. And 
I think if you're Brad Stevens and the guys, it, it's worth it. It really is. And and I know it doesn't sound great right now in the summertime when you think, oh, so they're just gonna they're just gonna you know throw in these games. No, I think you still get a competitive team, a competitive group, guys like Neesmith and, and Romeo. You find out what you got there. Guys like oh, obviously Rob Williams. Can he stay healthy? We'll find that out this year. And and, and you look for Tatum and Brown to make another leap, a cohesive leap that uh, the entire team can benefit from. And then you find out what happens with Marcus Smart. And of course, Ime Adoka gets his feet wet. As, you know, his first head coach, uh, his first year as, as as your head coach. So with saying that, well, real quick, well, my I just I don't think I'm just a big on Beals because his defense. I think they're taking a big hit uh, defensively. Um, you will you have more reliable shoot, uh, shooting. He's not a bad defender. He, I mean, he was one of the worst defenders. For his I think business. he's a I think he's a willing defender. I think he could play. I I don't I think, think next to Smart, he'd be he'd be all right. Yeah, that was a nice compliment. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't yeah. think he, if he if he doesn't if he wants to be I don't think he's a liability like he's not Kemba who's just despite his effort he's just going to get right because he's of his size Kemba, yeah. there's yeah. nothing he can do there you know like I don't think he's one of those guys he just might be one of those guys that's like I don't always love playing defense sort of guys but I, you right. know but if you guys but, are into that kind of thing all right. yeah but if, right if that's your thing right <laughs> right I'll give it a shot right. Right. So quickly, if we're waiting for next year, do we really sign a lot of vets, or do we focus on developing these young guys and getting these young guys' minutes this year? I, I think mm. our consensus, Megan, was that they're going to try to keep the uh, keep money off the books. Um, yeah. ride, and, ride, ride, go with the kids, <laughs> and 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 ride the kids because you don't have another choice unless you if you go sign Fournier, which everyone has fifteen to twenty, um, you know, and no matter what that's going to put you into the tax um, if you sign him without, you know, moving any other salary out there and it's going to limit your ability to go in and sign a Beal or have enough money to bring on a Beal that next off season. So it, I think the feeling is maybe not, you know, it's like, but he you, makes it, but you know, makes sense you know now. if you had no shot at possibly adding somebody a year from now, Fournier would be almost a must sign because losing him would be worse because you wouldn't be able to get a player of his caliber. But I, I just don't think they're going to do it. I think they're. I don't yeah. even think they're going to look at it. You know what's good too? This is this is good for for Ime, right? Like it's going to kind of kind of put you on the spot in your first year. Like how how far can you develop these guys? And clearly, it's going to be unfair to compare solely one season to the to the previous with with Brad and everything that he had to go through. But it'll be interesting to see how he can you know kind of command this team and and at least for the most part that core is going to remain the same minus Kemba and now Al Horford's back and how everything is going to how yeah. piece everything together it, it'll be good uh, I, I'm looking forward to that and, and I think Romeo and Neesmith yeah we're going to be talking about those guys a lot they're going to be under a microscope for sure yeah and, and, and I think again it just makes sense like it just you sign Fournier really what can you do right now you can only sign Fournier to a, to a long term deal that's going to make it hard for you to be able to land a free agent um, you know, next summer, or you let him walk and now you're not up against the tax anymore and you get a full 9 million TPE, um, not TPE, uh, mid-level uh, to sign somebody. So instead of giving him 15, you give 9 or 10 to somebody else. That seems more likely, especially if it's not going to jam you up. I'd say the one thing working against Fournier, and I know Keith brought this up on Celtics blog, we didn't talk about it. While he's the best free agent... <laughs> one of the better free agents available right now, the going rate, again, it's just, you know, I've said this a thousand times. 
overpaying for middle class is such a bad losing NBA proposition. And some is some are teams going to want to do that, or would they rather save that money and see if they could grab a guy in twenty two or twenty three? You know, because no matter what, if you sign Fournier, that's that's taking you out of the running of other potential people down the road, and it just means that you're a team that has Evan Fournier. What's that going to get you? Yeah, especially for the teams with money. <laughs> you know like, what is that? It's, where, a blunt, it's a blunt way to put it, but yeah, it's true. Where does that get you? Right? Oh, we've like, got Fournier. Like he's nice when you have him, but do you go get a Fournier? You know, I don't know. I guess the thing is the Knicks. It's well, the, the opposite Raptors. of what you should be doing as the GM. <laughs> right. Literally the opposite. And yeah. and there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing's like tells me that Brad was a huge Fournier fan. Anyway, he didn't really get a chance to be. So it's like, it's not like we have this idea that Brad's going to do everything he can to get Fournier back. Like, who cares? Like I, like I said, I don't even think he picks up the phone. Right. That's what I mean. I, like, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> You're starting to make you think that's a, that's a real possibility. Like, they're not even going to negotiate. No, I, I think he's not in their plans. So what's the point of calling and saying, Evan, I don't want to pay you anything. Have a nice summer. You know, like, why, why even make that could, phone call? Get him back. Right. I think. Do you, do you call somebody and tell them that they're worth nothing to you? Like you are. You, you, it's more insulting to tell them that. You know, no, Brad. I didn't even like you're you. Able to, no. Say you're able to dump Thompson and you know add nine million to whatever the offer would be. Um, you know, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to make an aggressive one year offer. He's Let him play not another year and go into next year. Market. That's the thing is like because next summer's worse. Yeah. No, but it, it can't be. But next summer's worse. It's gotta be at least a two year sense. thing. Yeah, because but next summer he's not getting be, anything. Next summer's you're worse. You're saying there won't be other suitors either. No, I'm saying it's complicated because, like I said, is if you give Evan Fournier three years at sixty or four at eighty or whatever it is, that means you're paying. That's that's money you can't spend next year. You know, so like when better players come available, you've now taken yourself out of the running for some of these guys. So like Evan signing Evan Fournier means you don't have a shot for the most part. I think he'd be a great fit on the next. I don't know. I think that's the team that's going to get him. Actually, now that you mentioned it, yeah, I was thinking of other suitors. Because they just have so much money. They have so much money, and they've been also ran so many times in free agency that they have to pick up whatever scraps are left just so they can feel the competitive roster. And they were fine this year, right? They They could probably get the Rose and Ann and Fournier. They probably they need a point guard. Aren't they a Lowry candidate? Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. Lowry would be in play there too. I mean, DeRozan's kind of like a point type player. Um, yeah. But yeah, Lowry would probably be a better fit at the point. Uh, all right, maybe uh, get them both. Bring back the uh, Toronto band. Megan, thank you. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Isaiah, what's up, man? Isaiah. Yes, no. No, waited too long. He waited. We waited too long. Um, I got pissed off with the Fournier talk. What? Do you think so? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, let's bring in Mo. Mo, what's up? Hey guys, yeah, I was wondering, uh, like a clarification with how bird white, uh, the bird rights work exactly. Um, can they like go, o- can they sign like a couple guys and then like potentially go over get Fournier or like maybe make a trade, add like two or three or add like a guy from that way and then add Fournier after they add a guy? I'm not like too sure how the bird rights work exactly with him. Obviously, he's a free agent, so he might just say, Oh, I'm gonna bail. And like not even do that, but if they could like work a deal, like hey, no, I don't. Like... I don't so think I don't know you, exactly you don't, how you, it works. 
No, you wouldn't be able to trade his bird rights, right? Is that what you mean by by saying no, like, no, keeping saying, him like, and then order trading of him? operations? So say they sign a couple guys, and now like you know we don't have room on the cap, but we can go over to sign him. I don't you know can. how far over you can go. Oh, yeah, they I thought can, you, they okay. I thought you were saying passing those rights to somebody else and doing a sign trade. That's what I thought you. Were yeah. Saying, like, oh no no no! I'm saying like, oh. hey, can we? Add you're saying guys to you're saying go over just the last thing we do is retain them. Go over to sign Fournier. Sorry, you can go over and you can go over. Yeah, you can go over yeah. to sign them. They the only the only signings they're going to be able to make because they don't have cap space and they won't be able to create any either way. But um, you know, they can sign minimum guys. And they can sign one mid-level guy. Um, you know, if they if they lose Fournier, they'll be able to spend more on the mid-level guy, and probably nine million. If they keep Fournier, they can probably use six million of that. Um, That's all it is. Yeah, I miss it's, the days yeah. when Marcus yeah. Morris well, was a mid-level I, guy. I Remember those like, days? I was wondering, like pie in the sky, if like you know they could make that big trade this year, like maybe not even for Beal, or maybe they add like a guy that is really good. And now it's like, oh, we can go over. Now after we do that, we can go over and add Fournier. So he's almost like just an extra piece now. Yeah, you know, you you could, but there's no one to trade um, to get those guys. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, obviously we can't just do that right now. But I'm saying, I mean, like, could that give them more flexibility? So like those big, like free realistically, thinking, if you like, did the if you did the smart Thompson and Rob. John trade for uh, Lowry, and then well, that would actually hard cap you. So, if you did a sign and trade, it's very unlikely that you could keep Fournier because there's a number you can't pass in terms of your team salary. If right. you just did yeah. a normal trade, uh, you could keep Fournier after, but he probably wouldn't be waiting too long. Free agencies before probably most of the trades would be, and guys usually sign pretty fast in free agency. Yeah, well, and that's why I didn't well, know. Guys it has like to be like an under-the-table thing, like, hey, wait on us for a little bit. Yeah, no. Have that, a guy that... in mind we want to get, and then we can go over for yeah. it. Yeah. But theoretically, it's as long as they don't hard cap themselves, then they can, like, pay Fournier they can whatever, pay him whatever he they wanted, want. yeah. right? Okay. Because yeah. yes, I didn't they... know. Like, I'm like, is there a limit to that? Like, No, that's know, what the bird go... rights are all about. Um, you you well, theoretically cool. can pay him more money. Then yeah, I mean, not more money than anybody, but you can pay him up to a point. Um, so this is this is very important for the Beal conversation we're having. The reason you have bird rights is because you have a cap hold. So like the Celtics couldn't create salary cap space out of the guys that are free agents right now because Fournier, let's say like he made seventeen million this year, he's like twenty six million on the books until they would rescind them. So for next offseason, when Rob's a free agent, when um, you know a couple other guys would be free agents too, you would have to get rid of your cap holds because that's on your books as cap space. And what you lose when you do that is the bird rights. So say they got rid of Marcus Smart's bird rights because they want to sign Beal. The only deal that they could sign Smart to at that point is a minimum because they'd be over the cap. Um, so that's like really going to complicate their team building if um, – if they do end up signing Beal, because you lose Rob's bird rights and you would lose Smart's bird rights. So they could only realistically stay on uh, minimum deals at that point. Uh, let's bring in Jason. What's up? Jason, you there? Maybe. Oh, hey, guys. Sorry about that. No, Can no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, we got yeah. you. Um, yeah, no, I was just thinking about what you're saying here. And. 
with Fournier, what's the number? Like, are we thinking 13, 14, if he's okay with that? Zero. For years, that's a movable contract. No, zero. <laughs> I was just going to say that. The too. number zero. That's the thing. <laughs> it's not – they don't have an issue with the – they don't have an issue paying him theoretically if they wanted him the 16th. It's not a bidding thing. They would comfort if they thought he was a the guy they wanted, they'd pay him 17 or 18. They don't want to pay anybody that money. What they don't want to pay him 12 million or 13 million for three or four years because it's going to take them out of the running. There's not a number that they either want him and they'll pay whatever it takes or they don't at all. And that's the thing. It has nothing to do with the number. It's not like a. It's not like a twenty is too high, but for eighteen we would have done it. Scenario. Well, I just think you're looking at it as an asset. I know you're not seeing him as a player that's going to fit long term, but if you look at that, the being one of the only options you have, I, you did say the mid level, but um, overall, you're you're still going to be able to get something for that, or possibly sign and trade but you him. Bring that I just sal- think but we don't want to just throw it away. Back. For the yeah. right guy, yeah. Exactly. Plus, plus, think about how the Celtics got him in the first place. You know, like I don't think his stock would. Maybe it rises a bit when you try to flip him for something else. But to, again, to match, yeah, to match so that contract, a good point, Joseph, you're gonna right. have to. That's gonna be tough. Yeah, he's a. If if no team would have traded more than two second round picks for him, exactly, they're probably not paying. No, 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 no. That's not fair because he's in a contract year, so you're paying a rental price. It's different if if it's an asset you have for longer. The issue, though, becomes, yeah, that's true. But the, the money, the, the, the money issue becomes is an issue. Though. The issue becomes that he, the other team, tra- in, now you you've got to build a trade package that all that Fournier's salary helps match in addition to younger players. So yes, theoretically, if you thought your path to improvement was a trade and you needed salary to match, and Bobby, you can tell me if this worked out, then maybe it becomes Rob and Neesmith and three firsts and Fournier's 20 million gets you over there to that $35 million guy and that gets you Lillard or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know how the cap dynamics work out there. But then you're hard capped. I don't. That's not going to stop them from getting the player that they want to get. So yes, there's a world in which the, the asset has some value because you have the you have that contract. But then, if if your goal is sign somebody, and it looks like they've cleared out space to sign a free agent, um, and that's what they're trying to do. And so this would seem to Fair yeah point. yeah the forty five percent forty five percent for Kemba yeah, I think the Horford for Kemba thing just really sent the message, especially That's be, why. it being the very, 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 very first meal, uh, very first deal he did, and he didn't wait on it. You know, like I, I just think that it just yeah, shows what direction they're in. Yeah, there's a couple different things about that, though. Like, you know, the flexibility and the money you save was huge on the surface, but it also is good to get a guy that you know you know and like and oh yeah you want back right. in the first i mean sure but i you know i i think it's i think the money was the deal there uh yeah, we're gonna but it doesn't necessarily on. mean Beal's coming again like they have to get He's that coming. answer out of the olympics they gotta be like they already what have it what is it <laughs> they already have it he's coming um chris what's going on man yo what's going on guys what's up chris man 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 it's crazy, right? Bradley Beal's coming next year. <laughs> wow. Look I at the so, jubilation you know? from John. <laughs> we don't got to trade. We don't got to trade anyone for him. No, he's just coming. Perfect. Yeah, he's just coming. Right? Good, you good know? shit. Good hey, shit. We don't got to ship out Jalen, right? You see the pictures <laughs> with him and, him and Tatum? You see him? 
Hey, I seen him. I seen him. They're smiling. Moses Brown better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I really don't have much to say. I, I was just, I think the whole trading Jalen thing is, is already been talked to death and stuff like that. I mean, I, I don't want to rehash that. No, it's just fun like how bad. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, most of the reason I, that, we, that I even bothered is it's just fun how mad people get. That's literally all it is. <laughs> it, it, it just it, we're bored, and it was just fun to like wind people up and let them get really angry. Um, did you guys see um, Damon Stoudemire accepted the position as the uh, assistant? Yeah, coach? he did. Yeah. So that's mighty much. That's yeah, that's cool. Uh, I think we're it's a pretty good bench so far. Will Hardy and um, Damon Stoudemire on there. Um, I like how he's filling out his staff. I think that's going to be uh, really interesting. Uh, is there how many spots? Like, like one more left that he needs to fill, or how many guys can you have on the on the bench and stuff like that? I I don't I actually don't know if there is a limit. Is there? Hmm. Isn't it like three guys or something like that? Usually what, for coaches. Yeah. Uh no, they they had a million assistants. I think you could have like year. twelve of them, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it depends. Every every coach has, like, it's usually around the same, like three or four. But it, I don't know if there's a limit. Joe Sway, <laughs> Brad's bench got bigger every year. There'd be assistants. You'd be like, who is that? I think. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think the rule is that there's like <laughs> first time I saw Chael Arenig, I was like, who's that dude? No, I think. <laughs> I think the rule is that you can um you only three can be on the bench. But I think mm. you can employ like a zillion who can like help you do different things as specialists or whatever. But I, th- I think three is what you have on the bench in addition to the head coach. Yeah, you. So that's that three, ma- started, I, w- it took that's us three main assistants, night. right? Yeah. Took us this late in the night to say it, but what a great hire that is. Uh, I mean, Jim, Jimmy, and I are going. No, but John, Uh-oh. that. That guy's like a. What Damon do to you? Nothing. I just, that guy's a former big time player. That's I, like that's great. How, how many guy? How many championships are won because of the assistant coaches? Like no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> oh, about shit. who's more valuable in the room: Jay Laranega or a former NBA star who the guys probably know and looked up to. A little I, bit, I, look you know? on paper, sounds great. He might walk in and be like. When when Scal became a coach at Golden State, everyone's like, "This is going to be great." And then it was a freaking mutiny, you know. Oh, like, come on, Scal. I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't know a freaking thing about Damon Stoudemire and his coaching chops, and if he's going to be good no, no, no. That's a great point, John, because people were like, "Hey, hey, Scal was in that locker room, you know. He was, you know, he's a, he's a championship, he brings that experience, <laughs> championship know? guy." And it was like mutiny. Yeah. He, tried, he tried to take Mark Jackson's job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, the situation was a little bit more uh, uh, complicated than that. Uh, <laughs> I can't. These guys no, all no. year. This it's fire Brad all year. Then they finally get some great fresh voices in here and just like, oh, this doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that's the. I think this is going to be a little bit of a change. But I see where John's coming from. He's like, ah, oh, that stuff doesn't matter. It's the players. What's going to win you a championship? Which is true. We said get some voices in there, but like they brought in Evan Turner and he was a player, and like I don't know if he did a freaking thing. So like I don't know what those guys do or don't do, but like yeah, you want some guys with a little bit of ref, 
you know, who can come in and be like, I've been there, I've done that, and, you know, are fairly recent. I think that that helps. I think just being younger, having, you know, just some people that can relate to them. At the surface, yes, go. I'm all for it, you know. Right. Especially if you're getting sign off from the guys, you know, if, if, if Jalen and Jason are involved in a lot of these moves or like he's, they're talking to him and like, you know, like I said, if they dig it, I dig it. That's my vibe with those. Guys. Yeah. You've been saying that since the end if of the If they playoffs. like it, I like it. That's it. Right. Be happy. Be happy <laughs> and, 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 and come up with a handshake. That's all we want from those guys. Uh, do you guys have yeah, any, um, you know, you know, oh, they brought Glenn Davis in here. You wouldn't like that. <laughs> what a fucking sideshow that would be! I, you know, I love. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious if they did that. <laughs> you know, I love stories more than anything. So, like, yes, I, I'm all for shit like that. I love it. Uh, what do you What do you guys' expectations for um, Jason Tatum on this uh, on the Olympic team? Do you think he starts? Do you think he he leads the team in scoring? Like, what do you guys see? I definitely think he starts. I think he's a leader on that team for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he, um, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to see him develop more of his playmaking capabilities. That, that, you know, I, I think this is going to be a good situation for him to be in the spotlight. I don't know if he'll lead the team in scoring, but I definitely think he's going to be one of those pillars, one of those leaders. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a great experience for him. I'm looking forward to it. Yo, this is a stacked team. I wouldn't be so sure that he's, like, far and away the starter and, like, Jimmy. Guy. Jimmy, how can we miss you if you won't leave, buddy? You well, keep, I thre- to you get keep that... threatening. You keep threatening us up. With... No, no, no. I, I, I think because want... um... you know what's going to happen is my phone. I'm just going to stop talking and I'm going to get booted. I want everyone to know why, but I, I will go down swinging. I will go down and talk. <laughs> so when you look at this roster, though, I mean, you got Durant. I mean, Bobby, you have the roster for me because I know you're big on this team. Yeah, I, th- I think the stars. Yeah, Durant's in his feelings uh... right now. He's not leading this team. Come on, Jimmy. I think the starters would be Lillard. He's going to be tweeting at all hours, huh? Lillard would definitely be a a leader. Lillard, Booker, Tatum, Durant, bam. Wait, Booker? Who says Booker is going to go? If they win, lose, you think he's still going? Yeah, I think uh, now that he's committed, he's going to go. I think guys at that age go. But you think he's going to – but Booker's not better. He's going to pull up for like game three or something. Booker's got that star power now. He's he's kind of earned it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sold on Booker. The efficiency is there. The NBA did. I'm not the sold. NBA I'm not jumped through hoops to make sure the finals would end before uh, before even the opening ceremony. So all these guys will get there. They'll be in. Yeah, but, they'll, they'll get there. But I don't think Booker starts though. I don't. I don't it could be one of those things like, middle, hey, then. like he makes the team, but like you I know, think, wink, I think, you know, I think, little deal with the coach, like go Tatum, easy on him. Tatum insists that it's Beal over Booker. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you Beal really think he's got that power? Come on! No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. So, hey, how about this? I don't want Jimmy to just die here. So we're all going to go down together. Um, we've been going. No. For yeah. So we're going to wrap it, um, and we're all we're all going to sign off. At the wow, same we're going time. down as a family. Thank yeah. that, that's that means a lot to okay, me. A, qu- a quarter sure. mile at a time. Right? You get the reference? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you never had your podcast. Uh, so thank you everybody who joined uh, on kind of a pointless Wednesday with not a ton to talk about. We've definitely got some good stuff to recap. Um, 
Jalen for Simmons is about a 50-50 split, I think. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I nearly left that conversation. <laughs> uh, wow. Bradley, Bradley Beal is definitely coming. Um, yes. And what else did we have? Resign Fournier to the max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assistant coaches don't mean shit. There, there we go. <laughs> According to John. <laughs> yeah. Fuck assistant coaches. It's so funny. People are still people are so mad. Put it this way: this is what cracks me up too. Everyone spent the entire Simmons conversation screaming that the Simmons conversation was going on, and then had nothing else to say about anything else we talked about. You know, like it's like, right. and everyone we chose, everyone we chose to come on, wanted to talk. I know. And like, like, we knew the topic at it. Like, shut up already, John. This is so dumb. Here's forty more comments on the matter. Like just. <laughs> Yeah, we just we just we need we need to wait for something to happen. We need something real. I know. <laughs> we need something real. So yeah. the, look, I know the Beal stuff. We're kind of it's blind speculation. I still think it's based on we're we're reading tea leaves here from the Horford move to a bunch of different things. Yeah. Like you're and and Bobby keeps saying it. Oh shit, we lost Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I killed him. Bobby keeps saying it. And, 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 <laughs> We're gonna He's see. He's sinking down. No, yeah. you think Brad is going all in on? You're on gonna know summer? very quick um, in the off season by by what they do and don't do. I'm just very curious what they're gonna do with Smart in that case. I mean, that's a huge question with no like. I'd let him go. That's tough. Yeah. You're just gonna let him like all these guys. Why? Like, I think you know. I know it's always about the top end talent, but when you're losing the guys, you would be losing taking that route for nothing. That's tough. That's really tough. Yeah. Um, so, but we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll, like yeah. I said, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of get a sense. If the ends justify the means, I mean, no one's going to remember it anyways. If we get Beal, so I, I, there's it's the it's my ideal scenario right now to do nothing, let the kids play, hope that they're good, and if they're not, your consolation prize is Bradley Beal. Great, sign me up for that. That's what I want. I want to watch. I want to watch and see whether Neesmith, Romeo, Pritchard, Rob, and all of these guys can play along the Jays and, and have fun watching the kids play and not have to worry about whatever. And if yep. they suck, then we'll be, shit, they suck. We've got to go all in on Beal. Great. It'll make, the decision will be made for you, and I love it. So Sounds like, sounds like Davis. Eh. I think this is more attainable than Davis. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. But... It's much more. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, it could be a similar effect. Bradley no, and no, Tatum are bunking, you... are bunking together right now. Uh, They're literally – I think they hired a personal photographer to follow yeah, them around and, and take pictures of them laughing. And like Anthony Davis just said outright, I hate Boston. I will never play there. Please well, tell his everybody. Dad, right? so. His dad, yeah. yeah but, 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 John. Before that happened, like a month before that, no one could could tell me that that wasn't going to happen. Or I was I was very confident Davis? that that was going to line up until until Rich Paul put that out there. Yeah, that trade package. I mean, name another team that had a better package in, in terms of where they were in, in position to make that deal. I know, like, but we were basing that on on exactly that though, right, Josue? You're basing it on we've got the we got the right stuff, like. And we, no, right. Well, well the, I'm, the I'm reasoning saying, I, I don't was, think a Rich Paul situation would happen here, but like, the Bradley Beal, like anything could happen between now and next next summer. But everybody making that call was making it based on 
Boston can offer the best deal. Nobody the factored in where where nobody factored in where this guy wants to play and where he wanted to play is where he went. At this point, I'd have to feel strongly that Beal might want to play here. Um, and that's what matters the most. Because yeah. ultimately, yeah. the player is going to dictate uh, the destination, especially someone who is in a contract year who can do exactly what Davis did and say, yeah. sure, you can trade me to this place, but I'm not going <laughs> to sign there. Especially uh, in the and, NBA, just say that pretty much. But that's how it's going to work. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that, how it goes. That's how it goes. You, 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 you do your penance. You stay seven years with one franchise. They own you for eight. On that eighth year, you say, after this year, I'm not going to sign here anymore. So you probably want to trade me or I'm just going to walk. And I want to go to this place. And that's how it works. So if he wants to unless come here. Unless your name is Giannis. But, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Giannis said, I'm staying. I don't know. You know he's, yeah, he, he's like the one exception. Well, one of the few. So, I mean, that, that's why I think it's different. I think you're getting, you're, you're getting some good signs, at least, right? That yeah. he, that this might be that this might that he might want to do this, yeah. So even though um, it's early, not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to everybody who hung with us for a little bit, um, and uh, stuck through the uh, the Simmons chatter for as long as you did. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll be back next week. I'll I might be off, which is cool because I'm guessing some of you could use a break from me, uh, which is fine. But the the boys will be back. Uh, we'll pick a day, see what's going on. Where will we be with the NBA Finals at that point? What, what, what's the schedule? We've got Game 2 tomorrow. That's Thursday. Should be like Game 5, right? 5-6. Five, who knows? It could be over. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Or maybe we do something at the tail end of one game and kind of hang, hang with you guys and watch it if it's a clinch scenario. So we'll figure something out. But follow us on Celtics CLNS. Um, give everybody here a follow on this app. Um, Follow our Twitter handles if you want to. We'll also notify you guys when we're going live um, as well. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch the shows there. Um, CLNS Media. Uh, Bobby, Joe Sway, any final thoughts? Uh, the draft's coming up quick. Again, um, I know 45. it's not going to be a huge deal who they pick, but it, it would be good to get a guy who can at least play at that spot. Because, again, I think the last few years you've noticed that, like, you know, you've had two straight undrafted guys on the all-rookie first team. You can find some talent deep in the draft and even undrafted to, you know, fill out some of the talent of this roster. So we'll see how Brad is as a drafter now real soon. We should get B.J. Boston just because of his last name. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My last thought is uh, July 10th, I believe, is the first exhibition game. Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Celtics fans sent some good vibes. From here, you know, I love. Is that, that on there. NBC? Is that on NBCS or where is it? One of those, yeah. NBC's gonna cover the whole thing. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. There is some talk of us doing um, shows around Olympic games as well. Um, so uh, depending on the timing, I don't. They're know if in the same be... group as Fournier. Yeah, um, I don't know if those games will be true post game shows, depending on the hours, but we might do something in and around. Uh, USA games certainly as they get deeper. So oh, yeah, the uh, hours are looking crazy. <laughs> the hours are looking, <laughs> hours are looking <laughs> bad. But we might do we'll do like a we might do a noon show for a for a five a.m. game or something like this. So we'll figure it out. Uh, but that's it. We'll wrap it up for Joe Sway, Jimmy, who's gone, Bobby, Sherrod couldn't be here, but he'll join us again next week. Uh, Chris, all the callers here, everybody hanging out. Um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll Good see stuff, you guys next guys. time. Yes, sir. Thanks all.